Welcome to Winning Conversations. Today, Dan and I, hey Dan. Hello. Have an opportunity to sit down with Kenny Cable, a longtime member and leader here at Heritage of Faith. He's currently the VP of Texas Chapters for Chariots of Light, our biker ministry, and he serves uh, Sunday morning on the welcome team. That's the first time visitor team. He has his own ministry as a singer, songwriter, and evangelist, where his call is to take Jesus to the highways and byways and bring revival to the church. We are so excited to sit down and hear from our in-house evangelist and get to know his story a little bit better. So let's get started. How are you today, Kenny? <laughs> kind of emotional, actually. Really? Yeah. What are you so emotional about today? I don't know. Uh, just the presence of God. I I react in one of two ways when God shows up. I either laugh or I cry. Right now I'm getting teary. You know, it's... <laughs> That's good. It is, it is what it is. Yay. Well, we're excited that you're here and we hope we get a little of both of those. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, most people really haven't heard a whole lot of your story. So tell us a little bit about how you came to know the Lord, your early days and okay. Jesus, those kind of things. All right. Well, uh, back in 1934. No. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> no. Uh, I actually made Jesus my savior when I was about 13. And I made him my Lord when I was 33. In my opinion, there's a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Huge. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, when he's my Lord, I'm going to do what he tells me to do. I'm going to go where he tells me to go. I'm going to say what he tells me to say. And when he's just your Savior, not that, not that that's a... A marginal thing mm -hmm. it's a big deal to accept jesus but when he's your savior you give yourself a lot of leeway mm -hmm. and uh and i'm a disciple mm -hmm. you didn't always start there though oh lord no how did you get there uh through uh 20 years of uh, uh playing music in the bars a lot of cocaine and a lot of and a lot of booze Wow. What brought you, what, what was it that, what was the catalyst to help you break free from that life? You know what? Um, in 1989, Terry, my wife, accepted Jesus. And we were really a divorce just waiting to happen, but neither one of us was really ready to call it. So when she accepted Jesus, it was just like, okay, good. She can do the Jesus thing and I could do my thing. And if we meet in the middle, great. And if not, even better, you know, that's really where we were at. Wow. Yeah, I know. And uh, uh, I didn't know it at the time, but as soon as she accepted Jesus, she had people praying for me. And so she accepted Jesus in, in October of 89. And I made Jesus my Lord in the on the last day of june 1990 so it was like seven months there or whatever um but it got to the point to where i knew that if i didn't make some changes my life was going to get really really bad i knew that i knew that and uh and i'd already been through a divorce once and it was brutal and uh certainly didn't want to go through another one right. if i didn't have to and uh uh so the the band that i was working with they uh, uh, they had hired me. It wasn't my my band. I was the lead singer and the front man. And uh, 
uh, we worked a minimum of three nights a week. And uh, so to schedule a, we had to schedule a weekend off. So the drummer had scheduled a weekend off and Terry said, uh, hey, uh, do you want to go to a concert? I said, yeah, sure. Obviously, it's a Christian concert. Mm -hmm. Uh, An old old school guy by the name of Don Francisco. Okay. Mm -hmm. You ever hear him? Heard the name. I'm not familiar, but I've heard uh, the name. Anyway, uh, he had some hits like back in the 70s or whatever. Uh, But really, really good. And so so I said, yeah, sure, because music is universal. Right. And so I... uh, uh, I go to this concert with her, and she talks about a. Or the, uh, so he's doing his set, and and he's he uh, starts with a song. Starts introducing a song about a guy that that uh, bought it. He was at the bottom of a mountain, bought a six pack of beer, drove up to the top of the mountain, was going to drink the six pack of beer, and then drive his car off a cliff, kill himself. Oh my gosh! Yeah, mm. and that struck home with me because I dealt with suicide before, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, he uh, never made it to the top of the hill. There was a little church on the side of the road going up the hill, and he stopped and gave his life to God. So so I made the decision there. It's like, yeah, you, yeah, I'm going to, you know, when it comes time, when he gives the call, then that's something I'm going to do. I'm going to turn, turn my life back over. Well, he finishes up what he's doing, and he never does an altar call. <laughs> oh, no. It's like, okay, well, like maybe next time, you know, everybody's standing up, lights are coming up and everything. And so uh, <laughs> he stopped what he was doing. The He turned the fog machine off and the lights are up and he's putting his guitar away. Uh, he stopped what he was doing. He says, you know, this was not billed as an evangelistic meeting. However, I know there's people here that need to know God. And out of a crowd of maybe three to 500 and I'm looking around. I'm just going to see who's going to be standing up, you know, because uh, it's borderline for me now. Yeah, now the lights are up, you know. And, right. And so, uh, out of a crowd of maybe three to five hundred, I bet there wasn't twenty people that stood up, and I was one of them. Nice. And if it's one thing, there's two things that I can't stand: a thief and a hypocrite. I sold out immediately. Sold out immediately, and uh, uh, not been the same since, have you? No, not at all, not at all. That's fascinating. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> so, Kenny, I've got to know you serving on the welcome team with you a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's been a whole lot of fun to have you on the team. Thank you. Um, but you're also uh, big with, involved with the Chariots of Light. You're the VP over Texas. Um, but getting to know you a little bit, I, I, it sounds like there's been a huge shift in your life in the last couple of years. Can you share a little bit about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Um, you know, I know that, 20, that 2020 was, was, was just brutal for so many people. But for me personally, it was God moment after God moment after God moment after God moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, April 17th, 2020, all the churches are closed Everything down. Everything shut down, yeah. Which fried me. But, you know, I don't have a church. I, it wasn't my call. Mm-hmm. So uh, I jumped on my motorcycle, which it, April 17th was a Sunday. I jumped on my motorcycle. So I'm pulling out of my garage. I said, Father, I, I would really like to hear from you on this ride. And uh, 
I, I rode one hour west and came back the same way. Now, this story is coming from a guy who's, who's already fired up, okay? So, so I'll say that before I say this story. Uh, uh, so riding one hour west, there's a, about a 20-acre field of blue bonnets on my left side. So coming back, coming back the same way, now it's on my right, which means I can look through and, or past that field. And as I did that, there's probably a 25-foot bonfire. And when I looked at that fire, the Holy Ghost said, that's how I want you to burn. Because when you burn like that, people don't see you. They see the fire, and I'm in the fire. Wow. Yeah. That's a life-changing statement for me. That's powerful. Life-changing statement for me. And uh, so that, that happens on a Sunday. The following Friday night, for the next six months, we had prayer at my house. There was anywhere from four to ten of us. And it got to the point to where all we could do is pray in tongues and cry. It was amazing because mm -hmm. God just filled our room up, filled that living room up. It was simply amazing. During that time frame, he sent me to Seattle. I got to minister on CHOP. I remember you doing that. Yeah, That, that was, was a cool story, that too. Was a cr that, that was Ah, such a God thing. Such a God thing. Uh, he sent me to Minneapolis. Uh, and at both of those deals, we had 200 plus salvations. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. That's great. Yeah, yeah man. It was, it was so awesome to be used that way, you know? Sure. Uh, uh, and as I was ministering on CHOP, me and Eric Deaton flew in on Sunday morning. We left on Thursday morning. God hooked us up with five other evangelists that flew in on Sunday morning and left on Thursday morning. Coincidence? Wow. No, no. And, uh, and so uh, in August of 2020, I had, I had cut a couple of CDs, and it didn't do what I thought it should do. So I kind of put the music ministry to the backside, and it's just not working. And uh, so riding the Sturgis, August 2020, it was, it, was me, it was me and God. It was me and God for like five hours one afternoon, it, and it was simply amazing. So I asked him, I said, so is this music ministry still available? He said, yes, put your faith back on it. So I did immediately. Um, so a month later, we're supposed to have our PAL meeting, which got canceled because of COVID. But they still had Brother Jesse and Brother Jerry minister. They, right. had, you know, they had the stage set up and all that. And, and so on Saturday night, God had me pray in tongues for an hour over that meeting. And I knew that's what it was for. Man, I was, I was after it hard, fast and furious, man. It was, it was, it was pretty cool. And uh, uh, I woke up on Sunday morning. And uh, the first thing, the first thought that I had, the first words out of my mouth were, Father, I need to hear from you in this service. And it was supposed to be a tag team with Brother Jerry and Brother Jesse. Now, the first thing Brother Jesse or Brother Jerry said was, uh, 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 I'm changing the format. I'm going to preach for 30 minutes, and then Brother Jesse going to preach. And so then the second words out of Brother Jerry's mouth was, don't ever let your dreams die. 
and I know, and I know people that claim that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that yeah, that was for me. That was for me. That was. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That was for me. So I was really excited about that. And uh, so the following Sunday, I come to church, and just for me personally, there was no anointing there. I don't know why I came because God didn't mm -hmm. for me, as far as I was concerned. Mm -hmm. I'm sure other people got blessed and they were, you know, encouraged and built up and edified and uh, God was there for them, but not for me. And uh, so I leave and uh, I look up to heaven and I go. And, I, and so I leave the church and I'm discouraged. I've just come out of six months of basking in his presence mm -hmm. every Friday night for an hour and a half. And then this, it's like, what's going on? Why am I so frustrated? Why am I so discouraged? What's going on here? And this is what he said. The call is calling. Hmm. And uh, I went, okay. And I've, I've known. And... Uh, I, I've known what I'm called to do for 30 years. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I know. And uh, so I, I called a buddy of mine out in California. I, he's a pastor. And I said, what do you get out of this, out of this statement? And so we're talking. He goes, you know what I get out of that statement, Kenny? Is this. The people that you're supposed to be ministering to are calling for Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a sense <laughs> it's a statement, man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so when I went to Seattle, I had met up with one of the guys that I met up with out there from Alabama was telling me about a company that he ran across that cut stages in the sides of trailers. And so I looked up that website and I wasn't really impressed with it and started looking around. And so that Sunday afternoon when I got home from the call is calling episode, mm. I'd, I'd, I'd call my pastor friend out in California and he had said what he said. And uh, I started looking at websites and, and uh, all of a sudden the, uh, the, uh, in second year Bible college, the last thing they have you do is write a vision slash mission statement. And uh, right now I'm living that vision slash mission statement that's great but this is the thing i hadn't thought about it in 20 years really yeah what was it do you huh what is it what is the it's, vision mission statement it's, it's combining music and evangelism on the streets okay okay so it came up in my spirit about that vision slash mission statement it's like what the it's like, really so, so I, my wife was in the living room there and I walked out and I said, uh, this is something I got to do. I have to do this. And so, uh, uh, we'd just finished, I have a roofing company as well. We'd just finished a huge commercial job or actually we were just going into it. Uh, so it went from a, uh, a $295,000 job 
to an eight hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars job. Blessings, <laughs> favor, favor, favor of God. So, so I had to buy a new truck to pull the trailer that I bought. So I bought a new truck. Mm -hmm. I got a trailer. I took it to Chicago. Had a stage cut in the side of it. Uh, it's fully. It's 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 got its own generator. And uh, uh, I'm fully self-contained as far as electricity and doing what I need to do. The, tra the stage is on a winch. I hit a button. The stage comes down because it weighs 1,000 pounds. Sure. That's, that trailer's legit cool. Have you seen, you have, I've just seen, seen it? Pictures. Yeah. yeah. I've just seen pictures. I think I've just seen pictures. Yeah, but, yeah, you've but it, it's, it's way cool. It's super cool. Yeah, it's way cool. And, uh, <laughs> and it's, it's totally God. Uh, so... Uh, I bought the truck, got the trailer, got the trailer modified, uh, built built a shop to put the trailer in, and 90 yards of concrete, and God paid for everything. That's awesome. With money left over from that big commercial job I had. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so that's what I do. I combine music and evangelism, and I take it to the streets. Uh, two weeks ago, I was over in Tyler. I set up in a Walmart parking lot. And uh, and uh, preached and sang and sang and preached and I had eight salvations and uh, prayed with three or four other folks and it was a, in three hours and that was it was a great day. That's awesome. It was a great day. We had uh, what? No, I'm always blown away by the evangelistic like people who have the gift of evangelism like truly are evangelists. Like my wife's father is an evangelist. Like it's. It is who he is. Like when he's walking down the street, yeah, he's never turned off. Yeah, he's always like, I gotta go talk to that person. Yeah. I'll be right back, or we'll be at a mall. I gotta talk to this person. When 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 me and Terry go to the mall shopping, mm -hmm. she shops. I evangelize, and that's just. I'm always. It's. <laughs> I'm like like spiritually jealous if that makes like in a good way. I'm like like to to know the Holy Spirit's voice that well. I, and maybe your experience is different, so I don't want to no. speak for you. No, but like, not at all. Like when the Holy Spirit speaks, and you're like, "Oh, that's a hundred percent leading me right now to what I'm doing." Yeah. Like, like I, I need to go talk to that person for reasons I don't know yet, but yeah. I know I've got to. Yeah. Like I'm. Well, always, the reasons always is nine nine times out of ten, the 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 reason is going to be they don't know Jesus, but sure. but they're about to. And mm -hmm. this is the other thing. Our 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 covenant, the the New Testament covenant. Promises salvation and he or uh, salvation, which includes healing and prosperity, restoration. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Mm -hmm. That's what we're all supposed to do. Mm -hmm. We're all supposed to be fishers of men. But it, it's great, yeah. I mean, your ministry, like again, I, I people, and again, my generation, a little bit younger generation, we like to muddy the water of what ministry means. You know, like it's got to be some production. It's got to be. Oh, I need. Right, it's got to be light. It's got to be a light show, and it's got to be dark, and it's got to be a fog show. I, I and need everything I need a lot else. Of moving parts to make ministry, and it's like no, like, and I, I. The only thing we need for ministry is the Holy Ghost. That's it. That bottom line. That's all we need. Mm -hmm. That's all we need. The Holy Ghost said, go back and give to that family on Thanksgiving Day. Sure. And real fast, just 
could you say that story? Because we were we were kind of talking before we started this, and I think it's really important because again, someone like me who doesn't know you, that story is so significant to like a heart change and a heart posture. So do you mind saying that story again? I can't tell that story. You can't? <laughs> like I'll tell it no. for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yo, yes, yes, of course. Okay, so thanks, thanks, Thanksgiving Day. 1991, 92, probably 91 or 92. I, uh, and you're still like a fledgling Christian here. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm a brand new baby. Yeah. But, but the thing is this, I've, I've sold out. I've sold out to God. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm pressing just like brother Jerry talked about. And <laughs> just real quick before I tell this story. So I looked up the word press in the strongs. Okay. And it means all those things that Brother Jerry said it. Said it. It means you know to 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 go in to go after it. So there's a couple of of root words that are also part of press. I went to the root words, and one of them means to be consumed. Wow, that's good. Not halfway. Right. Sure. Not only on Sunday. It's a hundred percent. Not only when it's convenient for me mm -hmm. not so i can get my check not so i can uh, uh feel good about me no it's to be consumed everything all in completely 200 percent all in it means all in mm -hmm. that's what uh, the press means it means mm -hmm. all in I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray when you tell me to pray. There's been so many times. Uh, I'll tell this story before I tell the other story. But, uh, but I promise you I'll tell it. Hey, I, I got nowhere to be. Okay. So <laughs> Terry and I uh, had started a church, and we had a, our own church for three years. In 2009, we had a huge year in business. So, but, so plus we've got a church, but we didn't have any help. So we're doing everything. We're running a business and we're running a church. And by the time August rolled around, June or, June or August around in there, I'm, I'm, I'm fried. So, so it's June. I, so I told Terry, I said, I've got to have a vacation this year. Book it. Okay. Where you want to go? Let's go to Hawaii. Okay. She, uh, so, the, so a month goes by, I go to her, hey, have you booked that vacation? Uh, no, no, but I'll get on that. I said, okay, look, you've got a week to book it or I'm going to book it. Okay. And she does not want me to book a vacation. <laughs> I promise you she doesn't. So, uh, we, uh, we went to the Hilton, uh, the Hilton suites in Honolulu. What do they call that place? The Hilton something. I don't know. I don't know what's called. Uh, anyway, so so yeah, I went to college in Hawaii, but I didn't go on that island. So oh, no, I don't know that Hilton. Uh, so anyway, so Thanksgiving morning, I've I've got uh, a, a bag of chips, bowl of salsa, and uh, a quart of Dr Pepper. Good living. I'm, good living. Good and living. I'm and I'm getting ready to watch the Cowboy game. All of a sudden, God shows up. So I had a choice. I could either say. I'll be with you in three hours. I could turn the TV off. I turned the TV off. And I began to worship. Because one of the main things, there's two reasons why I knew, why I went to 
Hawaii for a vacation. One, I needed a vacation. Two, I needed FaceTime. Mm -hmm. And I went to here. Because when you're involved in everything we were involved in, you need to get quiet. So that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why I went there. So, uh, so I'm worshiping and I've got, you know, crying god's 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 there so i'm either laughing or laughing or crying i'm crying at this point in time and this is what he said he, he said uh i want you to close the church down uh i'm preparing doors of ministry to open for you and i'm taking you to a very wealthy place okay so that's 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 making jesus lord Sure, shutting down a ministry like that. Well, but I'm talking about just that one instant mm-hmm. of hey, hey, Calvin. I mean, uh, you know, Troy's Troy's getting ready to start the announcing thing. Mm-hmm. You turn the TV off because God's there. Yeah, shows your commitment. Yeah, like sure. this is the most important thing in, in my life. Uh, when 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 I'm watching, even now. If, if God shows up, if God starts to minister to me, I just go back to my study because I don't want to be distracted by what's on TV or about my four dogs or, or Terry going, hey, look at this. <laughs> she doesn't right. do that much, but you know, you know what I'm saying? No, so many times we get focused on outcome that we forget obedience. You know, we, it's like, something that always speaks to me is like obedience is the, is only thing I can control is obedience. The only thing you can control is obedience. Outcome is everything he controls. But I can't worry about that. Let's, let's change that word obedience to relationship. Perfect way to say it. Perfect way to say it. Because you know? obedience, people tend to go, well, look, I've been redeemed from, I've been redeemed from the law. I don't have to do this or I don't have to do that. But when it's, rela- when it's a love-love relationship. Sure. Yes. Right. Yes here i come right the law is a very limited scope of relationship with the lord oh it's it's totally under the limited. new covenant that we have yeah. that that and relationship that what's Jesus the whole the, the, uh in james it talks about uh, how the holy spirit is jealous for us with a jealous love mm-hmm. oh my gosh so so when we're out in the world acting up I, I, I hear the Holy Spirit saying to the Father, what are they doing? Don't they know? Right. Don't, don't they know that they're grieving me? Why are they doing that? It's true. I think that's exactly what he says when we do that stuff. Yeah. So anyway. Okay, so okay. tell us this Thanksgiving story. We've been waiting for this story. <laughs> the anticipation. I know. Like, can you feel a bill? I know. I know. Like, and and that's so, why I waited. You're so that's good. That's why I waited. You're I wanted so to good. build. You're a you natural. You're like, oh, let me get there in a second. <laughs> let me marinate the stew real fast. Right. Season this. We are edge of our seats now. <laughs> Full okay. attention. So Thanksgiving Day, 1991. I'm, I'm a baby Christian. And... Uh, we had to run to the store. I had to run to the store to pick up some snacks for the kids for a, for a two or a three hour ride to my mom's house. And uh, uh, as I'm leaving the parking lot, I look to my left to make sure there was no traffic coming. 
And up on a little knoll was a daughter and her father. And they had a sign that said, please help with Thanksgiving dinner. And I looked at that and went, oh, man, I'm in a hurry. I got, I, I've got to go. So I made my right turn. And by the time I'd gotten a mile down the road, God is just all over me. So, which means I've got to go back and, and give to this family to help with their dinner. So I whipped a U-turn, came back around, parked, parked on the curb. And uh, by the time I got out of my truck, I was a mess. The Spirit of God had just covered me up. I'm bawling like a baby. So I walk over to them. I, can't, I can barely see. That's how hard I'm crying. Gave them some money and turned back around. There was no way. I couldn't even talk. That's how shook up I was. And I overwhelmed, I guess. Went back to my truck and just rejoiced. Father, thank you for using me. I was able to make a difference. And that was the first time you said, right? That, yeah, that's pretty much the first. Uh, yeah, as far as I know, yeah. That's the thing that's awesome. That first time that you know that you're used by God is such a significant moment. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, that's what it feels like? Yeah. yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> oh, totally. Sign me so up for that yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So in a, in, if it was a perfect world, if it was heaven on earth like the church should be, what do you, how do you see evangelism and the local church Oh, they go hand in hand. They do, for sure. So they go hand in hand. How did they do that? Uh, you know, wherever you go, it doesn't matter what office you stand in, people call you pastor. I'm the furthest thing from a pastor that was ever created. The furthest thing from a pastor. I'm not a pastor. I'm an evangelist. Mm -hmm. I'm a singer-songwriter. But for in a, a perfect world with heaven on, on earth, the church needs to, there's, there's, there's five ministry gifts. Okay? Right, the fivefold ministry. Fivefold mm -hmm. ministry. Right. The church needs to embrace all five. Mm -hmm. We need to embrace all five so we can, so we can have well-rounded people well in a well-rounded church and a, and a well know. well yeah well the church and well, the church and the people of the earth yeah the same. ecclesia you yeah. know like i i i agree with there are you sometimes get a lot of blind spots spiritual blind spots just, yeah because we we stay in the lane that we're good at yeah and it's yeah. stretching spiritually sometimes can be very difficult because yeah it opens up some things. You're like, I didn't, I didn't know that was a real problem for me. Yeah. Until I had to face it. You know, yeah. like evangelism, I think, is something that, like, when you say selling, someone who can evangelize, I think a lot of the reasons people don't, and I'll throw my hat into the ring here, is out of pride of thinking it re relies on you. You know that that con and it doesn't. Yeah, it's the know. exact opposite. Like, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It has. N it's the farthest thing from you. Yeah. It's yeah. everything for him. But you get that worry of like, what is someone going to think of me? And it's going to be weird of me to go walk to you, know, and, you know, and I'll be the first to admit I've, I've struggled with that in my walk because I've struggled with that. And I, I, <laughs> I mean, just because I struggle with I, that. And I, and I have bring it to the Lord. I'm like, man, but that's so when I hear about evangelism, I'm always like, how cool to just check your everything at the door and know that you're living 100% for what God wants you to do in that moment. 
But what I see sometimes is people like you who have a heart for evangelism and be able to serve in a, in a position in the local church that really highlights your gifts, which is one of the reasons I love you on the welcome team, because somebody who can hear from the Holy Spirit, somebody new who doesn't know our church walks in with whatever baggage they might be carrying or for whatever reason they're there, you need somebody who's led by the Holy Ghost to be able to be sensitive to what, what do I need to say to this person? What kind of connection do they need to make with the local church? You might be just the catalyst that that right. fire that bonfire you saw but it makes an impact on them that somebody you know, like saw into their soul yeah so this is why you're here you know what so just this past sunday i saw this lady come walking in and she wasn't a new person she's been here before but she's limping major limping mm -hmm. she walked and she limped all the way up to the to the front door and limped in i looked at her i said so what's the matter with your leg she goes, well, I've got a muscle spasm. I said, okay, let's pray. I just reached down and put my hand on her calf and in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, and I don't quit praying until I get results. <laughs> I believe that about you, Kenny. Okay. <laughs> I just it's don't. you all over. I just don't. And uh, we, we prayed for a minute or two, and she walked off, healed. That's great. It's awesome. Praise God. That's why that's you're a, in the yeah, lobby. See? That's what that's what the church should be. Yeah. 100%. So. Instead of she so. walked she walked by 30 people. Yeah. She walked by 30 right. people. Why? But, but why you did were she the walk, one that was obedient. Wait, but yeah. why did she walk by 30 people? Cuz she was supposed to talk to you. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> she needed your level Process of faith. Process of elimination. She needed your level of maybe. faith. Maybe. Um I have a question for you. As okay, as hopefully someone, I've got an answer. I think you got a great one, actually. Ho hopefully I've got a good answer. <laughs> as someone who's new here, like when, I, when we started, the, the, the phrase, the logo, this, the ministry, the calling is making winners in life. Dr. Savell has, you know, that is his ministry That's our goal. motto. Exactly, making winners in life. And I'm always curious is what does that mean to our leadership? Like what does that mean to the people in this church? Like on a personal level, it's mm -hmm. like when you hear that phrase, when I hear that phrase... I'm, it could mean something completely different to me than it means to you. So I'm always curious, what does that mean to you? That means walking in faith. That means being a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. That means walking in love. That means walking in the fruit of the Spirit. That means walking in the gifts of the Spirit for everybody. Not just... For Pastor Justin, although Pastor Justin must walk in those things to be a successful church, but that, that's for everybody. Mm -hmm. Those things, to be a successful Christian, you have to do those things. And, and that's just my opinion, which doesn't really No, your opinion matter. is super great. You're here because we want your opinion. Yeah. So, no, that that's... I, I, I just love it because everyone has a different understanding of, uh -huh. like when you say a winner in life. And I, I always love hearing what, what that means to people because it's so significant. A successful life, a life void of sickness. We're supposed to be well. Right. We're supposed to be successful. Hello. It's the truth. Yeah. Well, Kenny, we so appreciate <laughs> this time. This has been a powerful, powerful awesome. time. It's been really great. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for allowing me to come. 
hopefully you got some stuff you we can got use. got some great stuff. So thank you, Heritage Family, for pushing play once again on this very powerful episode. Uh, to find out more about Kenny's music, his adventures in street evangelism, we'll link his website and all those details in the show notes. So come back again Friday. We have so much more in store for you on the next episode of Winning Conversations.